Welcome back, everybody, to Sean Knobs and Boomsticks. I'm Knobs. And I'm Sean. Hey. What's up, man? What's going on, buddy? That actually went well. <laughs> it's not hard. I listen to verbal cues. It is. It's not. Um. So what's up, buddy? What you been doing? Uh, Working on my YouTube channel. <laughs> like, constantly. I did watch RoboCop 3. I installed Modern Warfare since you let me borrow it. I played... Probably about six minutes of it. It's a gorgeous game. It is pretty. <laughs> it's a gorgeous, it one of the best looking games I've ever seen. For first in a first person game, it's just uh, and I'll play it. I just haven't had time. I, I definitely want to get into it. And I love. I it felt like the old Modern Warfare's. It, granted, I'm, I'm talking about six minutes of playtime here, but it just had that feel, that realistic yeah. feel, and the, the you know the, the way the the troops talk and stuff and. Uh, Oh, it gets better. Like I was really surprised I was that engaged in it because the uh, the subject matter kind of kind of points towards like a feeling that I've always had about opposition and shit. Hmm. So it was it was relatively interesting. So I do want to check that out. I still want to finish Gears Five. And it's not it's long. Done. I mean, it's maybe six seven hours. Oh, if I, I love that about Call of Duty games. Like a lot of people complain about, complain about short campaigns, but man six hours is like perfect that's a perfect campaign for me but i mean it could be pretty replayable i mean you can always do it better yeah you know it's one of those okay um but no i mean it's it's just a really 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 well crafted uh short story um and it seems like the way it kind of ends it kind of opens it up to that they're they could add to it which i'd be fine like you have your your season of DLC, and it's just these little you know five to seven hour segments. Yeah, that just kind of kind of expand on your on the universe that they've already created. Yeah, instead of paying sixty bucks a pop for them. And I, I like when they don't stretch out a campaign just or they, they don't stretch out a story to accommodate a longer campaign when the and the story starts right. running really thin. I mean, you get more gameplay, but it, it's almost like, okay, come on. Now we got to, okay, now's the sewer level. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we want the Miller Lite of video games. Yes. Tastes Just, great, I less want, filling. I want, no, when it comes, it's funny because I hate Michael Bay for the most part, but I, when I play a video game, it's I want a Michael Bay. Dollars, y'all. I want a Michael Bay experience in a game. I want it to move. I want it to be a lot of action. It's like the opposite of a movie where I want a bunch of character development. I want to feel invested in the game. I just want to feel invested in the in the moment of what's going on. Whoever I'm shooting, I want to enjoy that. Yes. <laughs> I, want it, I want it to feel good. That That's it. Yeah, I, I have... Uh... There is one fight at the end that you are completely unprepared for. Yeah. And they kind of set it up. Because so it's in the part like where everything goes wrong and then they throw a heavy at you. Yeah. They were never seen one up until that point. You're like, how do I put this down? Yeah. Nice. So you go like it was like it was almost full full fledged panic mode. Like, I don't know what else I can throw at this guy. I'm just gonna chip at him <laughs> and run away. So I pre ordered Star Wars Fallen Jedi or whatever it's called. Is that what it's called? Jedi yeah, isn't that coming out like next week or something? I think so. Sometime I, in November. I think I'm actually gonna keep my pre order and, and buy it and play it. <laughs> so yeah we'll see yeah right but no I, I love me some star wars so we'll see actually i kind of want to jump into control because i hear good things yeah that got some solid reviews i've never really played a remedy game and i kind of want to go back to at least alan wake or something before i know it's alan wake quantum break and now this actually one. i enjoy quantum break yeah 
That game got a lot of shit, but I thought the mechanics were made you made that game a lot more fun than it should have been. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no. Of like, yeah, those two especially. I like both of those. Yeah. Um. I was kind of hoping it was going to be kind of more of like a, like a prey or or Deus Ex style game, but I wasn't sure. So like what was that mankind divided uh the most recent Deus Ex game and Jesus I murdered an entire city. <laughs> like it it came to the point where like the where they the city's on lockdown and there's troops everywhere. I found a way to murder everyone. It's where I could walk around with under red alert systems. Nothing nothing was alive to get me. Damn. Loved it. <laughs> I try to play the Deus Ex games a little bit more passively because <laughs> I feel like that's encouraged. I didn't play that one though. I played Stealth the one before that. Stealth is not that. my bag. It is not even close. It here's what's like. I like stealth, but I, I like in, I like when a game like Splinter Cell when you well not the early ones but starting with like the third one, and then the most recent one Blacklist, where if if for whatever reason it goes wrong, it's it's not a fail state. And on top of it not being a fail state. You can survive, you know, you can get into a gunfight. You have the equipment. It's just a, it's a little harder than a typical shooter. It's, it's a, the controls aren't as smooth as like a Gears of War. And mm -hmm. that's intentional. Um, and the guys are way more aggressive. A lot of dudes running up on you instead of sticking to cover and stuff. But you, you can fight your way out of it. And it doesn't affect you like a Metal Gear game would where you get a rating at the well, I guess you, you do get ratings, but they they also have they give you ratings. So in Blacklist, where if you are aggressive, then that rating is high you know yeah. and it, it's not a bad thing it's not like oh you sucked at this it's like good job you're fucking you're a murderer yeah <laughs> um yeah it, it's like i like games what i what i really liked about the deus ex series was there was a finite number of enemies in the area yeah that you could actually you know was there wasn't an infinite spawn at any point right so I remember one time like where I got to the point where I was hiding the bodies and like I would hide them in the same spot. So I would get to the point where there's a mountain of corpses. Oh, I would do that in Hitman. That was so fun. Yeah. And be like, oh, I hope no one comes down this alley. Hitman was great for that. I would the just jig have fun. is up. I would just I would make fucking art out of corpses or or knocked out people in Hitman. Those were those were fun games too. <laughs> that and the collision detection was so wonky. So if you headshot someone with a shotgun, they went flying in. He would to get stuck in a wall, and it's like, all right, I'm gonna leave you there. <laughs> Let right. that be a lesson to the rest of you. All right, I say we get get into this RoboCop three here. Yeah, I. Uh, all right, so a little background: RoboCop three came out in '93. Uh, the previous two RoboCop movies were rated R pretty hard R's, especially the first one, but they were both pretty hard R-rated movies. And the powers that be decided that RoboCop mostly appealed to children. That may or may not be true. I, I would was say young. I would say teens. And so they decided to go with a PG-13 rating, which I think was mistake number one. Now, they did employ Frank Miller, the comic book writer, to write the movie, and mm -hmm. he worked on RoboCop 2 as well. But it all starts making sense. He, well, he said that RoboCop three is what put he said he should have learned from RoboCop two. And I'm paraphrasing here. He should have learned then that being the writer sucks. You want to be the director because your work gets butchered. 
And then RoboCop 3 is literally what put him out of trying. He he says that's why he stopped doing movies until he could come on as like a co-director on his own Sin City. City. Yeah. And uh, so but you could see the Frank Miller stuff in there that the over the top stuff. However, this is one corny fucking movie. Oh, it's so corny. I saw it one time in theaters. I was really excited. And I hadn't seen a RoboCop movie it, in theaters. You saw it in theater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was... It was the first one I saw it because, again, I, I didn't was allowed to go to theaters until like 1991. 83 to 91, I was allowed to theaters. This came out in 93, I want to say. Or yeah, I, just, I did just say. And so it came out, and I just missed RoboCop 2 in theaters. came out in 1990. Right. And I remember seeing... Uh, like the big standee for that when I snuck off on the bus one day to go see Dick Tracy. I I saw a movie in the theater, but my mom didn't know. I went, I I learned the bus line as like a 12 year old and <laughs> so I could go see Dick Tracy. I just had to see it. What a fun movie to see as a child though. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the big RoboCop 2 standee. And I uh, luckily, I had, you know, my friend's dad rented the RoboCop movies. So I, I'd seen them, loved them and this one and it looked i remember it didn't look great but i was like i want to see robocop and so man where to even start with this movie all right first of all peter weller has been replaced yes by some guy named like john robert robert john (coughs) yeah and how disappointing like so like all right what it opens up so you have that that robbery scene with that dude from um the pirates of the caribbean movies and the guy in seinfeld The the, the summer george or whatever yes um, he comes in, you know, and has that joke where you don't rob a fucking donut shop. Yeah. And then everyone's in riot gear. Yep. It, except for Lewis. Of course. That's all gussied up. She's all, yeah. And I'm like, come on. Like, that was one of the great things about RoboCop is she was one of the dudes. Like, wasn't no, wasn't any like oversexualization. She was just like, we don't think her shirt's buttoned all the way up at any point in this movie either. No, like right, is her T-shirt there? But like, you I know, honestly, you want body, you want body armor? Nah, I'm good. I I didn't even notice. Well, the body armor thing plays out later when she gets killed. Yes, that's, that's what that's for. But I didn't I didn't really notice that so much as my main issue. Uh, the movie takes forever to even get to RoboCop, which is weird for a sequel. And then when they do, he's he's got a machine gun arm. Well, <laughs> again, that, that's not even my issue. It's the actor. They, so they get a guy. They make him look like Peter Weller. They don't do anything about the voice, though. The voice no. is horrendous. <laughs> he sounds like an actor on a kid's show. And then, I don't know if you noticed this, but as somebody who's watched RoboCop movies a thousand times, his movements are so janky and mm. weird. He His version of moving like a robot literally looks like somebody hit him with a cattle prod occasionally. All of a sudden, he just kind of jolts. He'll start moving, and then he'll... He, it, also, it reminded me of somebody doing the robot, literally like the dance or a bad mime. You know what I mean? Doing their impression of a robot. It was so bad. Just all all the physical acting was terrible. And then coupled with the voice, it was just like I was just like ready to pull my fucking hair out. <laughs> I can't believe you made it through the whole thing. I had to. I hadn't seen it. I am a RoboCop fanboy. I will love the character till I die. It's like Star Wars. Uh, but I, but I never like this was literally my second viewing and I had to break it up over two sessions. I started yeah, it yesterday. But like just like the people that are in this, like you have like ripped torn. Well, yeah, that was the thing, man. I was looking at the uh, as I was watching, I was like, like Dude, CCH right. Pounder. Like, I love that chick just because of her name. I remember yeah. she was big back in the 80s. And that well, name sounds like a wrestler, right? Right. It's Steve. Stephen Root. Stephen like, Root. Shows Stephen up. Root. Daniel Von Bergen. You know, uh, uh, 
He's Kruger K- on Seinfeld. Kruger. K- Kruger. <laughs> K- yeah, Kruger from Seinfeld. He's fucking great. So yeah, many got, actors. We got fired from the Statue of Liberty job. Like, so we smooth their head down. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it'll be fine, George. Whatever. Then they had some returning <laughs> characters, though, which was which was kind of cool. You had Johnson. Uh, yeah, the, the OCP executive who who was actually in all three, one of the only executives who made it through all three movies. You had the police commissioner. Oh or my chief, god, whatever. like the dude from Billy Madison. I just had to be one of his first roles. Um, the he's in a ton of stuff. He was in Get Out. He was the dad. I didn't see Get Out. The, what? I haven't seen Get Out. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I'm surprised. That that's <laughs> shocking. So yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Well, guess what we're watching and, this week. <laughs> oh, cool. I'm in. <laughs> that sounds great, actually. It gives me a good reason to. Uh, who are you talking about, though, from Millie Madison? Um, oh, Bradley yeah. Whitford. That's yes. who you're talking about. Bradley Whitford. Yes. Like, um, he always plays that that sli- slimy, like, exec. Right. He guy. just looks like a lawyer or an he's executive so or something. He's so good at that fucking role. Yeah. Like, all, every time he's that dude. All right. So let's, let's, okay. So then you were talking about RoboCop has the gun attachment, which I think is cool. It's like, why not? I, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. However, RoboCop has lost his aim because it is a PG-13 movie. He can't seem to shoot anybody with this giant arm attachment. He the body count is so low. So few people die again. PG-13. Great job, you idiots. And then, OK, my favorite part early on, he shows up for whatever reason. He parks his car at the top of a parking deck. Right. And it falls flat. Straight it falls down. straight down. It's like, why did he just drive down there? Yes. He didn't even land on anybody. You <laughs> destroyed the car. You're killing me. For oh. no reason. He gets out. He, he takes care of business. People scatter as he shoots around their their bodies. And then what's with gangs from the like the late 80s, early 90s? Like their hair gel budget must be out of this fucking world. The one dude looked I had to look him up, too, because I was like, I think that's the same guy from Escape from New York. But it was not. But he had like he had the exact same look. It was, he was one of the two guys. So there's like two straddlers left. And Robocop hunts him down and like he gets over there and then they turn around and he's just standing there and he just waits for them to put. Uh, gasoline or some sort of yeah. accelerant on it. He just stands there. He doesn't shoot them. He doesn't threaten them. And then they light him on fire. Right. This is the dude that shot the guy in the nuts. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> this is fucking RoboCop. He fucking shoots people. And he just instead stood there. I'm like, this is fucking terrible. My favorite moment, though. Man, my favorite moment had to be there. there's a scene where he raids. I mean, I'm, I'm skipping ahead, like, storyline-wise. But basically, there's these... Uh, they're like a PMC basically designed to, to get people out of this area so they can gentrify it. They're, yes. they're fucking arrested people, killing people, whatever, making the poor people move. And he raids their base or whatever it is. And oh, in the police stations where it's at. Right. He's like, wait, he yeah. shows up there first. And, like, show, There's a show, for show, yeah. and then he's show like, me. I know <laughs> where, where, where's the where's the where's the uh, the, the the reassessment area. Oh, it's yeah. down the hall to the left. Yeah. Thank you. And just murders everyone in that place. But before he does that, he shoots a guy's gun out of his hand and, and then juggles it in the, in the air. air with bullets he, for like he, a solid like three or four seconds. He gun is it. Yeah. <laughs> like just the gun is just floating in air, flipping around based on RoboCop's bullets. The same guy who can't shoot people. Yes. He can juggle a gun now in the air, but he can't hit a fucking person it was it was just all over and then we get to the fucking jetpack and those effects were terrible and it looked awful oh my god it was just everything was so bad it was it was literally like it was 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 a cartoon come to life i was laughing the whole time i was i was laughing mason was in there with me he was cracking up uh 
he was cracking it's me up like, with his, who his thought comments. this was a good idea oh my god directed by fred decker yes That's the guy who did monster squad i know like yeah. the dude had a, the pedigree to make a good fucking movie yeah and that's that's like I had to out. like admit, like IMD beat it like immediately right. as I was watching this. I'm like, oh my god, because like, I saw all these like there was a lot of familiar faces. Yeah, yeah, they, they were there were it was like an all star cast, but before anybody broke big, yes. basically. I'm shocking anyone broke big from that cast, especially that many people. Yeah, yeah, we know who a lot of those people are now. Uh, but man, that was so. I I think it comes back to just that they they took an R rated franchise. They tried to. To make it they immature tried, and childish. Well, they tried to do. Now, this is what this is why focus groups fucking suck because they're not. They're never your target audience. No. So what they did was they played the lowest common denominator, followed the spreadsheets, and be like, "Yes, this works on paper." Well, that's that's what it was. They're like, "Well, we can get more people to buy tickets if they'll bring their kids," and that was a fuck up. You shouldn't have done it. And so it made me appreciate it made me I, I can't help but look at the Terminator movies, which are up and down as well, but not this bad. You know, there is no Terminator movie that is this bad. Well, no, it's almost like what they did with Conan with uh, the destroyer, Conan, Conan yeah. the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer. Yeah, it's yeah, the same thing. It went from an R to a PG. But I look at the Terminator movies and I, I don't remember. I think. Genesis was the first one that was PG thirteen. It might have been three, or no, maybe it was Salvation. But I think when Salvation, no, Salvation when was Salvation thirteen, yeah, when Salvation came out, that bar had moved significantly. But as to, to what, what you could fit into a PG thirteen movie, PG thirteen, and that's what I was going to say is like PG thirteen though, even with Genesis and Salvation, it it still didn't feel like it was for children. It wasn't aimed yes. directly down the sights at like eight year olds. And that was insulting to me as somebody who grew up with as a, as a kid, you know, in 1987, I, I'm, I know I didn't see it in 87, probably 88 at the earliest. So let's say I saw it in 88. I was 11 or 12 years old, depending on when I saw. So yeah. And I shouldn't have seen that movie. That movie like, no. uh, when no, I, I couldn't believe sh- the level of violence in that movie, I had never seen anything that violent and I had seen horror movies and nothing was as violent as the first Robocop. I'm me pretty at that sure age. I saw way more R rated movies before I should have. So that's I remember, I remember were, going to the going to the theater to see the hell was it Pulp Fiction? Yeah, I think I was like either thirteen or fourteen when that came out. <laughs> Jesus, uh, I think my first R-rated movie in a theater, like I was seventeen, like I had like I because I didn't have the opportunity. Nobody yeah. was was volunteering to take me to see an R-rated movie, so I think The Crow was the first R-rated movie I saw in the theater. Yeah, I saw that in the theater too. But I, I could be remembering incorrectly, but that's the first one I remember seeing. Uh, but but yeah, so uh, in comparison, PG-13 doesn't have to be a, you know, a kiss of death or well, whatever. They're just a guideline. Like I like I never remember getting carded to go see a fucking movie. Yeah. Or have to have an adult with me. Yeah. Because I went to the movies alone all the time as a kid. Because I just hop on the BTA and just go to the theater. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that just to aim it at children though, that was, that was clearly their biggest mistake. And it was just, it and was a so lot of goofy. the, like the, it was like, it was set up to sell toys. Dude, they had, they had Robocop toys in the movie. Yes. They had a little girl that had Robocop toys. They had a little girl. The, the, the commercial, the commercial for, uh, for what Johnny justice or whatever his name Johnny was. Rehab. Johnny rehab. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds like somebody it who needs like drug Red rehabilitation. He fucking drew that thing too. Yeah. It was. 
everything about this movie. Like there's there's no reason to watch this other than to make fun of it. And it, it's oh, it's a laugh. It's an it's, hour and 45 minutes long. Yes. Which is completely I will say I will say one thing that just shocked me. That prosthetic when he shattered that that ninja's face. Oh, we didn't even talk about the robot ninjas. Yeah. We even get to the but yeah, like the guy's face when it's all distorted and yeah. destroyed. I was like, what's going you know, on? That's really awful. That looks really fucking good. Here's a little tidbit too. RoboCop was the first movie to use the morphing technology that was made popular by the Michael Jackson black and white video, black or white, whatever it was called. Really? You know, when they did the face morphing at the end. And then they did that where it was like, he was just kind of thinking about all the women in his life. <laughs> they kept yes. morphing into each other. Apparently it was the first movie to do that. So there, it's got I that going I forgot about the, 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 like the... The guiding lights video that he played for himself, <laughs> a, and they, they were all topless. Did you notice yes. that? Like none of them had shirts on nope. as they morphed into each other. It's like nope. where, where is this going exactly? Must must have saw Lewis in the showers at some point. Yeah. Um. But fuck, man. And like the thing that blew my mind was the prosthetic they put over this dude's face to make him look exactly like Peter Weller. He really did. Like, they did a great it was job like there. I was almost like, how the fuck did they do that? If it wasn't for his his movements and his voice, he could have pulled it off. That, the other he, thing, then he looked way too blue. Well, he looked more blue in RoboCop too. Actually, they made I him don't blue think in RoboCop too. Uh, it was more of an iridescent quality in two, but this like it just looked like blue plastic. Um, but he stood like with his arms out a lot, like yeah. he was on a balance beam, and that kept throwing me off. <laughs> I was like, why? Why is that your default stance with your arms? Well, it was out? always funny. Peter Weller had that. Peter Weller had that move where he would shoot. His other hand would go up like this. Yeah, like Han Solo. Yeah, very Han Solo. Yeah, I, I, I like that. This guy had he brought no flair to the role. And I did read though that he he had to use one of Peter Weller's suits, and I guess Peter Weller was a little shorter than him, so it wasn't well, very comfortable. Well, it was short and definitely a. a Judging by the picture on IMD of the dude, definitely Peter Weller's a little more gaunt. Peter Weller was a little thinner than that guy. <laughs> a little bit. Judging from, yeah, judging from the hips on the old RoboCop 3. But yeah, this is one of those movies that... You, you, oh my God, that one part where he's moving around, you could kind of see the gaps in the in the, in the midsection. And they, yeah. like, for some reason they were zoomed in right there. I was like, what are you doing, man? This is a movie I could only recommend if you just have to see all the RoboCop movies. I enjoyed RoboCop 2. It's not great, but there's... It, it stays a little bit truer to RoboCop it with is, the level of violence. Wait, uh, I, I, I actually, I, I, I gotta say, like it's one of my favorites, but it's which one? Two. Um, RoboCop Two is fucking dark. It's dark, but it lost a lot of the messaging of the, the the first movie is not about all that stuff. Like that's almost ancillary to uh, the whole. It's like anti corporation, corporate yeah. takeover. And all that kind of stuff and, and finding your Unbri humanity. Yeah, unbridled and capitalism. And then RoboCop 2 is is more just like RoboCop takes out the drug dealers is basically what it is. What and about the, 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 the Chinese subsidiary guy comes over and bows to him? That was <laughs> so, end. dude, we lost it. <laughs> like, really? Maggie Mason and I were watching it. We all just, it was so absurd. But yeah, there's robot ninjas that just look like humans, but it turns out they're robots. You find that out. That And the one just fucked him up. Just oh, fucked yeah. RoboCop up. He's oh, not dude, good they, at hand-to-hand -hand combat. No, that one in the, that cellar. He was just, just, yeah. just bagging them all over the place. Right. And I was like, oh, no, now there's two of them. What's he going to do? And they chopped each other's heads off uh, because the little girl hacked into one of them. This movie is just it oh, is, especially where she hacks into the 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 Ed two oh nine at the beginning. Right, Mason was like, "What? How? Yeah, what? like <laughs> what? It, it has no idea to look down 
or even or step on her. How would she even? I understand. Well, it's she, funny. He's the Ed Two Hundred Nine looks gigantic when she's hacking into it. Yeah. And then it's in 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 frame with the police cars, and it looks tiny. Yeah. It just didn't do. This is another movie though that that inspires me. It's it's so like, cracks, you know it still cracks me up with Ed Two Hundred Nine growls like a lion. It, this movie inspires me to keep writing because again, this got made into a movie. It failed miserably. I look. It, I think they made it for twenty two million. It made like ten million at the box office. Oof. Just put the the nail in the coffin of the RoboCop franchise for years and years. I love when they blame. They act like people don't want RoboCop anymore, and when they don't, they won't take any blame and say, you know what, this was a piece of shit. Yes, <laughs> they won't. Instead, they're just like, no more RoboCops. Then you guys, right? Or you guys when, don't seem to like it. Or when you kind of make something just astoundingly average, right? Like the new RoboCop, like new RoboCop. or like Terminator Salvation. You yes. know what I mean? It's just very blah it's very middle of the road it's not the worst movie it's not good though it's just it's okay <laughs> yeah it's okay. like i think i think what Terminator genesis had some moments that would have been really cool to experience in real time yeah but the trailer spoiled the entire fucking reveal i don't i can't even follow that movie i don't even know what happened in genesis when i watched that movie well, I'm genesis like, they, gra- they they grab john connor and then they make him a robot and then send him back no, I caught that, but there were so many things with timelines and, and all this kind of stuff. I was just, my oh, mind was, I'm too dumb. It hurts. <laughs> my, it hurts. I was just like, I was, just from the beginning on, it's like and when Arnold show when old Arnold shows up when young, it, it, like they redo Terminator one. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what are you doing? I don't like, what was it? Was that in uh salvation where they like, cause we weren't, I wasn't anticipating that at all. When, when the T100 comes out full Arnold, like young Arnold. Right. When they did the. Uh, yeah, like the CG, and then yeah, yeah Salvation also like, revealed where they got the voice from. It was yes. like they had like the Austrian guy in the room. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, rem- I remember that part of Salvation, which I'm st- I'm still in a, a viewing of that. I got to a really corny part and I had to turn it off. <laughs> it was like it was I was enjoying the movie for the most part. I was over. I was like, this is fine. It's fine. And then uh, Moon Bloodgood shows up, and like she instantly falls in love with the dude from Avatar. And then, like, he saves her life, and then it goes into this corny, thank you for saving my life. And uh, then it's like, oh, and I was just like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is this is what the women that, that have a valid complaint about how they're portrayed in movies. This is a valid complaint. Yes. But, but like, that's, that's 100% valid. I was like, this is corny as fuck. Like, yeah, she just sees this dude, and immediately she's like, Turning her, she's got her well, tits out. Like, all right, the, the, and, in comparison to Robocop 3 with uh, the, the black lady. She was awesome. CCH Pounder. Yes. Yeah, see, yeah, she was great. <laughs> CCH Pounder. Yeah. Uh, she got shit done. Yeah. I mean, yep. She was. I mean, dude, the ideas were there. Like it wasn't even a, a terribly conceived idea. Again, they, they had that structure of OCPV and the villains. They're getting rid of the, the poor people, treating them right. like squatters. So you you had that. You, but the, the execution was God awful, man. It made no sense. They bring in the Japanese, the ninjas and it's like what are you what are you doing those ninjas are hot right now (laughs) right they yeah i feel like ninjas that hansel (laughs) were not hot as hot in 1993 as they were in say 1988 oh man well that was peak dudikoff time too right american ninja right 20 was out then i think um no but i mean i i had a good laugh i mean there are some laughs they're not intentional but they are there 
And man, it's just goofy dialogue. And man, they just really, they just shit all over that franchise. It's clear that the, the people they brought in to write it. So there's supposed to be a remake or reboot that's, there's base kind of like what they do with Terminator, with Terminator Dark Fate, how it's a sequel to Terminator 2. <laughs> this new RoboCop is supposed to be a sequel to RoboCop 1. And they're supposed to be written by the same guys that wrote RoboCop 1. It's going to be directed by Neil Blomkamp, but he dropped out. I don't know where it's going now. Yeah. So I will say one thing. The RoboCop theme might be one of the best ones oh, I of love the it. era. They brought him back. That Basil Pasadoris. I don't know how to say his name, but he was the composer on the first movie. That they brought him back for this movie. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Ah, the elements were there. That suit is iconic. And again, they were just like, well, people don't like RoboCop anymore. It's like, no, man, no, you put out a piece of shit movie. <laughs> like it's, That's it. You make a good movie. People will find it. Right. Like uh, like Upgrade, like Upgrade. I think they made that movie for like seven million dollars. Yeah. And it is stellar. I still need to see that, too. I want to see that. Um, but yeah, that's my those are my thoughts on RoboCop three. This is a movie that I can only recommend if you've if you've never seen it and you just really need more RoboCop in your life. There are four, and I don't know if you know this, there are four uh straight to video sequels of RoboCop. Oh, I saw that on uh, like RoboCop uh reboot Prime Directives. Prime Directives. And there's like yeah. it's like Dark Justice and Resurrection. And I've never viewed them. And then there's a Canadian TV series I that I started watching sure. on YouTube as well. There's like an actual television series that only aired in Canada and I found it on YouTube and I started watching it and uh yeah, I just, man, they took it to TV and I didn't even know about it until years after the fact. There was a cartoon. I do yeah. remember there being a cartoon. There's something weird about the 80s where they would like Rambo had a cartoon. This was a straight up R rated franchise well, through and through cartoon. Well, yeah, that was it was it was a weird thing about them. Like anything got made into a cartoon. Like there was a phantom cartoon that was really good. <laughs> Oh, well, that was like the 90s. I remember that. Like Phantom 2099, where it yeah. had like the, the Aeon Flux animator. Did yeah, that. yeah. I remember that. That was based on a comic book. That was a little bit different, but... uh, Well, then you released one of the most campy movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. I mean, it's Billy Zane. Like, you can't hide that fucking smile. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the 80s, man, they, they uh, there were Aliens toys. You know, there were toys from the Alien, made by Kenner. RoboCop, Aliens, Rambo... It's just weird. So many R-rated franchises got actual toys on shelves. And I thought I remember thinking that at the time. It's like, that's weird. <laughs> it's like everybody knows well, before they, their kids see this shit. Just they had toys. There was trading cards for everything. Oh, for then. every movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to love trading cards. Like, I, I man, I don't know why. I just like seeing those little stills from the movie. And some of them were like slightly different from what you saw yeah. in the movie. You're like, I don't different remember angle. this scene. Yeah. Like there's that scene in uh, like that's on the back cover of Shaft, like the original Shaft movie that isn't in the movie ever. Yeah. You're like, when the fuck does he fight a helicopter? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's all I got for RoboCop three. I did nothing exciting. We only recorded like what, two days ago? Yeah. So we haven't had a lot to. Uh... I did else? see Terminator Dark Fate. So. Which one's that one? That's the new one that just came out in theaters. You know what? I want to see it. Like, just because everyone is shitting all over it. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't. So I just thought it was okay. Yeah. That's I, my review. I, I heard okay. there was something, like, <laughs> kind of time fuckery they did in the beginning with Edward Furlong. 
Yeah, they, they kinda, do some de aging stuff. Kind of made no sense at all. But so, that's typical time travel movie. Yes. You gotta, you almost have to dismiss that because if you start, if the way I look at time travel in any movie, if you start now, it, well, if they a, at least make an well, effort to quote the Hulk, it, it's all a joke or none of it is right. It, but if they at least make an effort to explain it, then I'm okay with it. But yeah, if, if I start thinking about time travel, then like the whole movie can't exist. The whole franchise can't exist, basically. No, and that's it's the main tenets of it is right. You just fuck time. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's okay. I wouldn't say don't it, it yeah it there's worse ways to spend your time yeah and it's better than genesis it's better than salvation so there's that cool uh i had this chick because the chick looked great like um, the the human hybrid person oh uh mackenzie right. davis as yes. grace what about her oh, she looked asking? like she could actually beat some ass oh yeah the fight scenes were were were, were decent yeah. i a tenant for me with terminator movies though as I like to see Arnold or at least somebody built like Arnold fighting, that's just kind of and throwing each other around. Yeah. This was just like two skinny, two in shape people fighting. It was kind of boring to me. Well, the, the guy, because he, he did, he played uh, Robbie Reyes in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was the Ghost Rider. Right. Um, I thought he did a good job in that one. No, everybody's fine. There's no issues with the acting or the, even the writing. It's it's just a little rote and boring and, and been there, done that. And uh, again, I... A thing with Terminator, I like to see, and that that's why I put Terminator three above this one because it uh, it's it's more it feels more like a term. It's an Arnold but Terminator movie. Man, Terminator three tried so hard. It did. <laughs> it tried so hard. I think it, it succeeded in a lot of ways, and it failed in a few with the, some of the corny jokes, the really bad jokes. But there was some good funny stuff in there too. But I just it was like Arnold's last hurrah, basically yeah. as the Terminator. So I think that's kind of why I hold her hold it in a higher echelon than than anything that came after it. Well, because and that was one of the interviews that Arnold did. He's like, well, the good thing about this is is that you know the the T eight hundred has that you know the exterior skin that ages like everything else. Yeah, that allows me to continue to play the character. Right, which, that is true. Um, and I like the ending of T three because it it actually explained John Connor why he was the savior. They're always talking about this messiah type dude. Yeah. And this actually made sense. He was st stuck in this central hub. He was, it, it made sense for once instead of just, oh, he's going to save us all. It's like anybody is going to step up and try to save yes. their own skin. Someone's going to lead. But this guy, yeah, this actually was like, oh, this makes, that actually makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And that Terminator was sent back to kill his lieutenants and not just him. Yes. Again, making more sense than this current movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all lame, cringy jokes aside. I, I, I enjoyed Terminator 3 more. Yeah, That's I'm fine. looking forward to I I'm looking forward to seeing it just so I I, I just kind of put that capstone on everything. Yeah, it, I mean it's worth seeing. Like I said, I'm not I'm not going to tell anybody not to see it, but I'm not going to recommend it though either. Right. <laughs> uh, anything else did you do? No. I, I so I had bought uh, Silver Surfer Black like months ago, and I, I, my dumbass i keep buying the director's cut of the first one it's like 900 fucking pages like both of them like absolute yeah. carnage was yeah. and this one and i started like man i keep where's the end of this <laughs> um and then i like i finally i finally reread it and i'm like all right i see where they're going and then issue two got really intriguing and then three and four were outstanding Standing. Now, is that a limited series or an yeah, unlimited it's, series? I think it's five issues. Oh, that's it. Okay. Um, it was it was a really great great read because he it was a lot of Silver Surfer wrestling with his role in the universe. 
Um, is he still you know, Galactus's herald? Well, it's more the repercussions of him being Galactus's herald at some gotcha. point. Galactus is dead at that point. Okay. Um, and uh, so he's dealing with his past. Well, he's dealing with like you know, I am become death. You know, because yeah. he shows up and literally is responsible for for billions of lives, right. probably trillions. Yeah. Of, of civilization is a good guy <laughs> right but it's him wrestling with that because the only reason why his his civilization was spared is because he accepted to be the herald to save his people oh, okay. i don't know much about silver, silver i didn't know much either. about him either um other than than some kind of the core things but uh egos in this and and i'm guessing would be the debut of the null is in this the the symbiote lord yeah um or God, or actually, it's yeah, pretty much like the God. God of Darkness in this. Um, but the whole the whole way it goes through the this the story and and how it comes to resolution, and then he has an opportunity to stop the cycle of balance. At that point, and the conversation he has between himself and Galen, who's Galactus, like mm. before he goes full on Galactus. Okay, um, like the Galact Galactus incarnate, essentially. Um, okay. And that conversation sold me on the series. And I was like, that happened, I think, in issue, like, the, towards the end of issue three. And then it concluded in four. And I'm like, fuck, this is really great. Yeah. And then having him, like, being slowly corrupted by the by the black that got put on him by the null. And fuck, it was good. It was just, and the art style was so, like, trippy. I've seen some of the artwork. So trippy, Jack yeah. Kirby, like, just like nothing's crisp everything's just a little muddled and you're trying you're fighting your way to find what you need to look at and it just like it's almost where, impressionistic right it, it's almost to the point where it's almost abstract like okay, where yeah, it's drawing your eye in every direction yeah it's fantastic i really liked it all right well big recommend on silver surfer black I think that's written by Donnie Cates, the guy who took over Venom and made Venom like a, an actual real character for once and not just a cool looking dude who fucks shit up. When is when is the final issue of is it the final issue? Is it five? Five issues. I think it's only five issues of Absolute Carnage. Yeah, I think it's either this month or next month. Fuck. Yeah. And I'm I gotta behind, see so don't tell me anything. I'm, I'm way behind. Is. I've only seen the first read the first two issues. Shit gets real. I have the third one, but I haven't read it yet. And like it's one of the few the ones that it's actually like I'm itching to just hop in and read all the side stories too. Just read, dude. If nothing else, read go Venom. back from Venom number one and read. And it's only like sixteen or eighteen I, issues. It's I not might a lot. do that because I was like, because uh, I I think I was maybe like forty or fifty issues into the Flash Thompson Venom Agent yeah. Venom, which I really liked until he got into space and then yep. shit got weird. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, As just it does go back to the, the most recent reboot issue. Number one, that's where Donnie Cates and Ryan, Ryan Stegman took over and just started kicking ass like immediately and, you know, setting up null and all that kind of stuff. So uh, fantastic art, fantastic story, just like one of those perfect marriages. Really, I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. Big thumbs up. Two big no, thumbs up. That's it, it's been some good writing. It's It's been a lot of fun, too. Like, man, I really, yeah. I really like this. These you can tell these guys are really passionate about not not only art and everything, but just the characters. They they are fucking Venom, Carnage, Spider Man fanboys, and in the best possible way. Right. It's almost like like watching like uh like 
a, a new wave like kind of like Jim Lee and and Liefeld yeah. yes. and 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 McFarland and yeah and uh, Larson Mark and all those guys all yeah. those guys go into and do what their childhood dreams were exactly and then yeah oh. yes that's that's a that's an apt comparison I agree a hundred percent but yeah just, I mean like reading everything by like Otley and yeah and Otley's on Amazing Spider Man. Um, it's hard to keep up with that one because it's it comes out twice a month, so he's not in every issue, unfortunately. But, uh, but yeah, Nick Spencer is the current writer. He's I think he's doing a pretty good job taking over after Dan Slott, who's like kind of my all time favorite Spider Man writer, created Superior Spider Man and all that stuff. That um, one, that's one of my favorite runs of Spider Man. That's good. I was surprised I like that just because I, I normally don't like change i don't like when they're like oh now this the now way Spider-Man's that change the way that change happened like actually the thing that i love most about spirit spider-man is is i think uh i think issue two or three when he hits somebody as hard as he could and yeah threw him through a fucking wall and he's like and he realizes how much peter parker was holding back right yeah and he said yeah that's a that's a great moment and that's when he's like i need to be more responsible right <laughs> he could have just fucking With knocked this. his block off he had no idea that was a good run man are, are you picking get out for next week yeah i wouldn't mind watching i haven't watched get out in a long time i have been wanting to see it um if you got a disc copy that'd be great otherwise i could see if it's streaming anywhere. i have two disc copies okay because i got I just i got purchasing one. problems <laughs> all right i'll i'll take one <laughs> take one for now then um if we can find the double in one of these crates you can have it Sweet. But uh but yeah, that's all I got this week. So I think it was a fun Robocop three discussion. No, it's about as much juice we can squeeze out of that thing. Yeah. Uh yeah. But no, that was it was it's 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 hilariously bad. Yeah. <laughs> but also painfully bad. If you're a fan if you're like me and you want to see Robocop be better. <laughs> you set that bar low. <laughs> you set that bar low and ready to laugh. Uh yeah. You might have fun. Yeah. Hello. All right. Well, thanks for listening. All right. Later.